Hello and welcome to the Arsenal Bite Size Podcast. I'm your host Clayton at ClaytonsAFC on Twitter. Here to do a nice little informal quick solo review of the 5-0 walloping at home against Crystal Palace on Saturday. Bounced back in style. Uh, obviously being on the back of uh, three defeats in all competitions and I think from a footballing perspective the winter break probably came at the perfect time for Arsenal. Uh, as a fan it was quite a long break. Uh, some fans would probably say they're quite welcome to the break themselves. But for me, I was just kind of itching for us to get back and have a performance exactly like that. Uh, well, result like that. Uh, I've seen a few mixed opinions on the performance, which I'll kind of get onto uh, in a second. But 5-0, Nima called it in his prediction. He, uh, he said 5-0 and then he bottled it because... Uh, I think he thought he was being a bit out there, but fair play. He did save 5-0. I went for 3-0 and uh, in the 90th minute, I was like, yeah, okay, Kushti. And then obviously he went and got a final two in the couple of minutes of added time. But uh, on these solo reviews, obviously we don't go into as much tactical level analysis like we do when we do it together with Nima uh, and guests. So what I do when I do the solo reviews is I just go player by player just give uh, my opinion on exactly how I thought each player performed, to be honest. So uh, before I do get into that, though, let me just tackle the kind of narrative stuff now. So for me, regardless of everything that's been going on, I think if you beat a team 5-0 at home, like, what is there to complain about, if I'm being completely honest? I know people have had their opinions, and myself included, on the style of football both this season and in more recent weeks. I haven't been too concerned about the recent weeks sort of stuff. Like, I think we've performed fine, like, okay, which I get isn't good enough if you want to go and win and compete on multiple fronts. But I thought the general reaction was really overblown, personally. Um, I believe that in December, we were in a run of a lot of fixtures, like, re real tough period. And I know it wasn't just us. I know a lot of other teams would have had the same, but... When you factor in the injuries we had, and I think it, it gets down to the level, I've said this before, when you're looking at going away to Villa Park, away to Anfield, if you have a Timber available, if you have a Tomiyasu, Zinchenko doesn't play those games, and you're looking at potentially completely different results. And I think it got to the point where we were down to record 12 starting 11 outfield players that could be trusted to actually putting a shift to the level required. And as a result, those 12, three, four of those key 12, they start to feel fatigued. And I, I think it's as simple as that. I think December just got a bit too much for a very small group, quality-wise anyway. And I think we just needed this little reset. On the actual performance, did I think we were like at our free-flowing best before we went 2-0 up? No. But on the flip side, when you go 2-0 up, one of the goals from a set... Like, and also, what's this thing about? Like, oh, they were from set pieces. Set pieces are a fundamental part of modern football. And we're one of the best at set pieces around. Like, Arsenal will continue to score goals from set pieces. I don't know why that should just be discredited. I'd, I'd get it if it was the only way we're scoring goals. But it's not. And, uh, yeah, I think... I, yeah, going back to my point, I thought general performance was fine. When you go 1-0 up after 11 minutes, that is going to change against opposition of the stature and quality of Crystal Palace. You're not going to need to play your free-flowing, scintillating prime Brazil football anyway. So, like, it's chill. Uh, and then second goal was 37th minute. So if you're going 
it's a half time, 2-0 up at home. Are you really going to need or want to go out of gear 2-3? I don't think so. So for me, this was very much a case of we've lost three games on the trot in all competitions, two in the league, one in the FA Cup. Just get some confidence back because I think this group actually took a little bit of a confidence knock. And you could still see it in this game. There were elements of overplaying in certain periods. But like I said, for me personally, this game was just about get a win on the board and do it convincingly in style. Like I said, I predicted 3-0 in the preview and uh, I I would have been more than happy with that. So 5-0, Declan, I was about to say no injuries. Rice supposedly went off uh, with a tight hammy. So we'll keep an eye on that. But all in all, I think this was like an 8, 9 out of 10 game. And I think any other team, regardless of context around what's going on, you win 5-0 at home, you just enjoy it. <laughs> like I think it's only Arsenal where you can win 5-0 at home and you're still seeing people like nitpicking to a ridiculous level. I, don't get me wrong, if, if we play against Forest and we don't look great and we're a bit stop-start, if we have an off day against Liverpool, then yeah, sure, it is concerning, but... We just won 5-0 at home, for God's sake. So, anyway, I'm chill. I'm very happy. For me, this was just about bouncing back, get the points on the board, get the goals in the net, which is something we've been struggling with, and just move on. Like, that confidence will build again. And I think it wasn't so long ago we were talking about the performance against Brighton Wolves, where we looked like the best thing since sliced bread, and people were saying we're a better team than last season. So... Fuck me, it's hard to keep up with these narratives. But anyway, player by player. So David Raya, uh, fine. <laughs> I um, I still yet to be convinced by him, if I'm being honest. I, I still think for the style of football this Arsenal team want to play, he's a better um, profile than Ramsdale. Does that make me think he's a significant upgrade? Not necessarily just yet. I think he was really good for Trossard's goal, obviously. Uh, really quick distribution and he could have just taken the simple throw to Odegaard but he actually went for it into Jesus so fair play was good there but one sloppy clearance where uh, he kicked it straight out to Eze I want to say it was and then fair play made a good save but even that clearance was a bit suspect Uh, but why I say I think he's a better option than Ramsdale for the way this team wants to play is you see it in the short distribution like the amount of times this team feel and look like they have an extra player there is because of David Raya and his ability to and confidence and competence to take the ball in really tight spaces and nine times out of ten, not just hoof it, which unfortunately Ramsdale does. Um, and you saw it even in the FA Cup, to be honest. Like, a fair play, he made a brilliant long ball to Nelson, but a couple of times we were pressed, he just smacked it. So, um, Ryer, I thought, was okay. Really good for the third goal. A um, couple of dodgy mistakes. Still doesn't really fully convince me in terms of defensively as an actual goalkeeper, but in possession and on the ball, eight, nine times out of ten, I really like what he does give this team. So, yeah, good performance. Uh, okay to good performance, let's say. Back for Ben White, I thought he was good. Re- yeah, really good. Thought he looked looked a little bit fitter. Again, I don't know if the rest did him well. Uh, really good combination of like uh, dropping in and being that kind of third option in the first phase and then every now and then offering himself as an overlap option uh, on the right. So yeah, I thought he was good. Saliba, he was... Saliba and Gabriel. Gabriel for obvious reasons in a second, but Saliba and Mateta, I thought that was a really good battle all game. Um, 
And I actually thought Mateta gave them a, a real handful, but I thought they both coped really well. But you could see that all three of them, Saliba, Gabriel and Mateta, were like really rising to that kind of physical battle. Um, so that was quite good to watch. But Saliba just so composed, even a couple of times in the box, like uh, on the ball in really tight spaces, just really comfortable. Rice played him into a really difficult area, just manoeuvred it out really nicely. Uh, Gabriel, really happy for him. I know it's gone down as a Dean Henderson own goal, but let's just say Gabriel had two goals. But he is someone that I think is quickly becoming a very underrated defender, both, I think, less so in Arsenal circles now, but more general Premier League opinion uh, of other fans. And I think it's because of Saliba and like that kind of control calm measured aura that he brings and to gabrielle's previous stereo stereotype of being a bit more fiery a bit more front-footed the odd mistake previously but that's all been cut out and i really think he's become a very underrated center back in the league um and them two as a partnership i don't i think are the best center back partnership in the league like quite comfortably uh so like super happy for him and again i said like set pieces are a part of football and at the top level you look for these minor details that well they're minor details that turn into major uh positives so um yeah really the way he attacked the ball on both corners absolutely brilliant uh, zinchenko i really liked this performance from him i he is someone that i've spoken a lot about as i look at like the defense as a group and i always want I want versatility in profiles and different profiles to offer you different, something different in different game states. And I think someone like Zinchenko against like the lower half team, any team outside of the big six that at, you're playing at home where you're going to dominate the ball, I think Zinchenko is perfect. Away at a Liverpool, away at an Aston Villa, away at a Man City, Newcastle. No, I don't want to see him on the pitch. But that's why I think people get too binary in like Zinchenko should play or he shouldn't. I'm in the camp of I think there's some games that suit him to a T and I think there's some games that suit Tommy Asu and Timber a bit better. Like Create a group where you can maximise that and rotate it accordingly. And I thought this was a really nice performance from him. I think when I spoke in the preview about Zinchenko potentially playing or Kivi or possibly being dependent on whether we go for a Rice Havertz Odegaard midfield or a Rice Jorginho Odegaard midfield because Zinchenko's ability to invert and play from midfield I think gives us a lot of the stuff that Declan Rice either can't or is being instructed to not do in the sense of like incisive passes and stuff but uh, brilliant performance from Zinchenko and uh, yeah really nice uh, he's just, he's a fantastic option to have in the squad he just shouldn't be a single point of failure so yeah really good uh midfield three four odegaard was um he had flashes didn't he like i wouldn't say he like completely dominated the game in any way per se um but yeah i thought he had flashes where he was good same with havertz he had flashes didn't really do anything amazing but i thought some of the off the ball movement from him was good some of the positions he was taking up um selflessly to create space for others uh thought he was getting on the ball a little bit more in this game and actually connecting which was quite nice to see rice i um i didn't think this was his best game if i'm being honest i uh i think there are a couple of 50 50s he misjudged there were a couple of times on the ball where I think he tried to go a bit more incisive and punch it a bit quicker between the lines, but didn't quite connect. I remember there was one he was trying to find Odegaard and he just smacked it further away. 
Um, but obviously for the corner, for the first goal, what a delivery. And I was really surprised when I, um, obviously I was in the ground to like from my seat and the upper tier could see it was um, Rice going over to take it and thought, oh, that's a bit different. But again, I talk about minor details have major impacts at this level. So uh, brilliant delivery. I feel like our corners in general are just so good. Uh, yeah, absolutely brilliant delivery from Rice. And uh, yeah, like I've already said, Gabriel, uh, brilliant to get on the end of like really powerful aggressive you just knew with that run-up I think it was Richards marking him just didn't have a chance but yeah I don't know perhaps an unpopular opinion didn't think Rice had his best game for us um, but fingers crossed that injury is nothing special I think Arteta said he felt some tightness so didn't want to take any risks so fingers crossed it is literally just that uh, front three uh, so I was quite surprised to see Trossard start, actually. Um, in hindsight, it makes sense when you think of, like, low blocks. Like, ironically, Martinelli scored in transition. Um, but that was, I think, game, game state. When you're looking at the start of how this game would go, you're looking at perhaps not too much space for people like Martinelli Saka to run into. Um, more pocket players required and to unlock that deep block. And so with hindsight, I could understand the Trossard decision. But... I just love seeing Gabriel Jesus in this team and the way he facilitates and connects everything. Like you've seen it in the first half where he just picked up the ball in between two people, dinked in between pivots, just ping, pings it off to someone else and we just get going. And I know people have their opinion about the goals. I, For me, the problem is not the finishing in this team. It's this team's ability this season to create a high enough volume at a good enough quality level of chances. That's the issue for me. Because you look at Liverpool this season, they've actually been underperforming their XG, but no one's talking about them needing a finisher because of the sheer volume they create. And for everyone's opinions on we need a centre forward and a finisher, I still think what Jesus offers this team and he's physically fit is so unique and actually takes the attack up a whole new level for me. Like I think his unpredictability and his connectivity I think it really takes this team up a gear. So I would welcome a centre forward, like in more of a, let's go with everyone's favourite phrase, the clinical finisher that happens, everyone thinks is on the market that we obviously can't afford, but everyone wants anyway in January. But I would welcome that as a profile because similar to what I said about the defence, I want different profiles to give us different things for different game states. I love the word different, if you couldn't tell. But Jesus, I, I think when he's fully fit, what he gives us is so unique. So I thought that was a brilliant, brilliant performance from him. Uh, for the weight of the pass for uh, Trossard's goal was absolutely brilliant. Obviously, Raya out to Jesus, beautifully weighted pass. And brings me on to Trossard, who uh, took his goal really well. Like, really clever first touch. I actually thought he fucked it at first, to be honest, from my seat. Um, yeah, I thought he, yeah, I thought he messed it up from where I was sitting. But yeah, really good first touch. And yeah. Um, yeah, obviously absolutely flawed. I think it was Nathaniel Klein, maybe. And then, uh, yeah, just buried it. But even Trossard, if I'm being honest, so fair play, like really good goal. I also, similar to Rice in the sense, I didn't think he had like an amazing game. I thought he was just okay. I thought some pretty touches in periods, but I, I put, let me phrase it like this. If Trossard didn't score, I think there would have been a very different reaction to his performance personally. Not saying it, it was awful, just like I think it just shows, and I've said this before, how output really does determine a narrative on players and matches. And I thought there were periods in the game where Trossard was actually holding on to the ball a little bit too long. I thought 
his some of his pass selection was a bit off. Um, I thought there were periods in the game where he was actually a little bit of a passenger. But having said that, there was a clear emphasis on the, the kind of left-hand side did look a little bit more fluid and freer. So was that a consequence of him or was it Zinchenko? I don't know. I think it was more of a Zinchenko thing than a Trossard in this game, in my opinion. But I just, with Trossard, I really like him as an impact sub. And I think if we had another fourth option that was of the level of Saka Martinelli, Jesus, I think I'd really like Trossard being used in like different phases. I think he's more of a, yeah, phases player more than a whole 90 minute player for me. Every time I feel he starts, I don't, I don't get that feeling like he's going to completely impact a game. Uh, and I know it's ironic because he scored, but I, yeah, I'm talking in general. Like, And even in this game, other than the goal, I didn't feel like he had a huge impact. And uh, there was one period of play that was really, really nice, though, where um, he connected quite nicely with Jesus. I think it was just before half time. Uh, Trossard played the ball out. Jesus tried to clip it in. Trossard ran in between. Uh, two of the Palace defenders, and um, yeah, he blazed it over, but it was a tight angle, but nicely worked goal. Uh, no, goal? I wish it was a goal. Nicely worked move, but didn't quite hit the back of the net. But yeah, I don't want to be negative because like, he, yeah, good performance, got a goal. I just, I think some of the praise has been a little bit overblown for him because he scored, in my opinion. I think if you really, like if you rewatched the game, I think you'd probably think, hmm, was he as impactful as we're making out? I'm not sure. Uh, Jesus, I touched on. Really, really good performance. Great to have him back. And uh, Saka just playing in gear two, gear three. Wonderful delivery for um, Gabriel's, well, Dean Henderson's own goal, but the second header from Gabriel. Again, corners just so good. And yeah, they're just periods. He is just really smart at acknowledging the game that's in front of him and knowing when he needs to up it or not. And I still don't think he looked entirely himself, but I think this was a game that allowed him to kind of feel his way back in. And I'm sure we've got another 10 days until Forest. Uh, I'm sure another rest in his legs and we'll, we'll see the best of him again soon. But it's just nice to know that we've gone and beat a team 5-0 uh, and people, st- people still aren't happy. But it's nice to see we've got to beat a team 5-0 at home. And we didn't need a Saka and Odegaard to be at their best because we had enough elsewhere. And I think that's the level we're trying to get to where we're not so reliant on one or two individual moments, right? So, yeah, all in all, like, really good day at the office. Ah, oh, I didn't even talk about subs. Uh, what were the order of the substitutions? So, 69th minute, uh, Trossard and... Havertz went off for Gabriel Martinelli and Emil Smith-Rowe and the 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 atmosphere for Smith-Rowe like I've said I've got my doubts on whether he'll recover to make it to the level we need from him but you can tell that that even though I have that opinion it still doesn't change what I want to happen and you can see that it is a really really prominent feeling among the whole Arsenal fan base, it when when he uh, actually was on the side and getting ready to come on, it was absolutely ridiculous, the standing ovation. It was like we just had a new signing. And um, yeah, I think that's really nice that everyone is still behind him and uh, yeah, not giving up on him. And I, I thought he was fine. He, um, again, I, I don't want to go overboard because I want my both praise and 
groundedness to stick with every player. And I didn't think Smith Rowe did anything of note, but he facilitated quite nicely. And I saw a bit more of an urgency and a hunger in him when he was getting on the ball. So hopefully he can have more opportunities to have more than just a, a charity five, 10 minutes. And he can get like a nice 20, hopefully 30, a whole half, a game. So hopefully we build up to that. But yeah, fine cameo when he came on. Uh, Martinelli, that game state, right? That just suited him to a T. Um, and yeah, I thought he took both of his goals really nicely. On the first one, I actually thought like, he, he probably didn't adjust his body quite as much as he wanted. Uh, I actually thought he took that like fairly off balance, but yeah, two brilliant goals for him. Like really happy for him. Um, and yeah, it'll be interesting to see what Arteta does at Forest, uh, given both Trossard and Martinelli were on the score sheet. But uh, yeah, they were the two subs in the 69th minute. Then 73rd, Jorginho came on for Declan Rice, which obviously is potentially an injury. And then 81st minute, uh, Gabriel and Jesus went off for Eddie Nketiah and Jacob Kivio. And it was nice to see Kivio given minutes in centre-back because I think quite easily that is his natural position, not a left-back. I think left-back probably only suits him, like I said, on Friday when we're playing with more of a double pivot. Um, But I think he's more of a natural centre-back. Uh, and I really liked Nketiah's cameo, you know. I um, I think for both goals, he played a, a really good part. Um, the first one, obviously, played in Martinelli, nicely weighted pass. And the second one, I don't know if this has gone under the radar, but I really liked how he went to the ball and dragged defenders with him. And that actually created the space for Martinelli. Uh, and I think it was Jorginho that played Martinelli. And so, yeah, really, really nice cameo from Nketiah, in my opinion. Um, he is just, if he can have, a, what, am I, what are the words I'm looking to say? If he can have an impact through the nature of just keeping the best out of out of Gabriel Jesus and keeping him fresh, then that's all his role needs to be this season. And if we're chasing a game, if we're chasing a goal, come on, have an impact. But for me, Enketia's role is about maximizing Jesus, whether that's availability-wise or, yeah. So cameos like that will only help. So, yeah, happy for him because I think he's catching a lot of strays from the Arsenal fan base at the minute as well. Um, and Jorginho, I thought, yeah, he was fine. Um, one hospital pass, I remember, where he put someone really under pressure. I think it was Odegaard. But other than that, fine. Um, so, yeah, overall, look, five, like I say, 5-0, your centre-back scoring from set-pieces. We're, we're a very good set-piece team, and I think we need to get away from this narrative that that's a bad thing. I think that is such a great thing that we've got in our arsenal. Like It's a great bow to have to your weapons and stuff. So I think, yeah, stop dismissing set-pieces. It's part of football, um, and we're very fucking good at it. So, yeah, all in all, 5-0. Uh hopefully Rice isn't injured and then that was like the perfect way to flex the squad. I I sat there on Saturday and I was like, yeah, this feels like the squad is returning to full strength. Add Vieira, add Party, add Timber. Like it feels like we're gearing up to go on a little bit of a run and really, really maximize the potential of this squad. Like Nelson didn't even get minutes in this game, right? So yeah, 5-0. The stats I've got on my mobile on FopMob, 3.21 expected goals. I always say if you've got a team that's creating more than 2xG consistently, you're a good attack. So 
that's a good start. That's a very good start. So let's let's do the same at Forest, beat them comfortably, and then go to Liverpool and assess the situation. Then uh, they look like they're on fire, so we'll have to be in top nick to beat them. But yeah, brilliant day at the office. Uh, I'm not here for any negativity after a five 0 Like I said, like people may say, oh, I'm being a bit negative on certain players. It's it's not negativity. I'm just I'm very honest. I will always say things as I see it holistically in this game was there things to improve on sure do i care no <laughs> we won five nil so uh yeah five nil on to the next one which is forest uh in terms of next pod i'm not actually sure if it's going to be the forest preview or if we'll be able to squeeze in another arsenal archives episode so uh, keep an eye on the socials for that um and on a separate note actually this is a bit random but i'm going to plug my day job here uh so i work for a a sports podcast network startup and uh, we have got some space on our network where we're giving away free studio time and video production for podcasters youtubers uh, specifically in the sports world so if you know of anyone that that may be of interest to please um yeah send them my way and uh, put them in touch love to chat about that but enough plugging uh except for the final one <laughs> if you did like this obviously please do hit that like button it helps us a lot and subscribe to the channel so you don't miss out on future arsenal archives episodes where we interview fans about a memorable memorable day out they've had following the arsenal and uh our obvious match reviews and previews and i apologize for my nasally voice today i have got a cold but Thanks for bearing with. 5-0, lovely stuff. Back to business, hopefully. Let's go to Forest and hopefully have the same result. Up the Arsenal. <laughs>